0: you <laughs>
1: All righty, guys. Welcome to Wednesday Night Musical Osmosis, where intelligent dissonant thought meets melodic euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Catsaurus, broadcasting to you live, as always, from the shadow of Hurricane Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my percussively proficient co-host, calling in all the way from Charm City, Odell Norman. What's going on? Andy Dorsey's on Facebook. I can't yes, get this out of my head. <laughs>
2: <Any posts. laughs> Andy Post. Andy posts.
1: I meant to go on there and call him a libtard just because I know somebody will if he uh-huh. says anything political. So I was like, I want to be the first person to say libtard to him. Because, you know, that's, that happens like 50 times a day on Facebook. Oh, yeah. So I'm in a good mood, man. The weather is nice. I feel like during the winter, I sound a lot more monotone because I have, like, seasonal depression, so I feel like <laughs> I'm, like, NPR, like, welcome to musical osmosis, and well, I'm yeah, just so hyped up now.
2: Well, it's, it's good. I mean, think about it. Just a week ago, we were in the midst of a snowstorm, <laughs> so, so to go from that to, uh, I think tomorrow here, it's going to be near 70 degrees, and... You know, it, and in and in Baltimore tomorrow's uh, well, all over it's opening day for baseball, so the whole city is uh, real excited for uh, all of that. So it's real, it's real fun around here now.
1: Yeah, I bet, man. Baltimore is a happening city. I love Baltimore. Let's oh, yeah. get Dee in here. She's lurking in the background. Dee, our fabulous lurking. producer.
3: Yes, man. I am always always lurking in the shadows in the background because I don't know, because I can.
1: Because you're a lurker, a dirty Uh, little lurker. (laughs)
3: Let
1: me tell you what, man, we have all been burning (laughs) the candles at, like, both ends lately, and I've been having some bizarre dreams. Last night I had a dream that I caught the soul of Ra the Sun God in a paper bag, a brown paper bag, and I was shaking him up and calling him names and tormenting him. What do you guys oh my think that's about? Yeah, and it was It was really, like, it was a very intense, realistic dream. I actually, my alarm clock woke me up as I was having this dream. And I'm shaking the bag, and the bag's trying to open the top like a mouth with teeth. And I'm just like, shut up, you're stupid, ha ha. And one person posted, well, Dee had said that she thought it was because I'm mad because the weather won't warm up. And then Rachel had posted that um, I'm having anger dreams about Donald Trump, the sun. He's orange. <laughs> and she was equated it to that. What say you, Odell Norman? What do these dreams mean?
2: I don't know. I would probably go with the latter. The Trump? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, he thinks Trump he's a, a god. You know. Yeah. Is that what's going on here? all right let's hit um we got a guest on the line here so let's hit um this week's story real quick because one of my favorite bands is breaking up or has broken up actually they're not even finishing their tour dates that they have seven seconds has officially called it quits
2: called it quits man
1: another part of our childhood dying right in front of us no more seven seconds how could this happen
2: uh, it's just like, it's crazy when you read the, uh, you know, it seemed like it was just... Did you read you know, that they,
1: Facebook post, the original post, the article? Was
2: yeah, like that? Like the whole yeah, thing. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, the whole nuts. thing.
2: Yeah, it's just, It look, I mean, it, almost like they ran themselves into the ground. I mean, everybody's either hurt or still battling different addictions and stuff and um, just basically just had to call it quits.
1: Yeah, man, that's real. Like I said, I feel like every time I see, I saw something. Oh, what was it the other day they were posting was going to close down in Waldorf? Or no, it wasn't in Waldorf. It was Greenies in Ocean View.
2: Oh, wow! And they're trying
1: to petition to keep Greenies open, and that was one of my old hangouts. And I'm like, man, dude, it's like. I mean, what's left in D.C. we used to go to? Chamber of Sound, closed. Club of yeah. closed. The Metro, closed. Tracks, yeah. closed. Original closed. 930, gone. Original Black Cat, gone. Um, yep. What were some other places that we all hung out in D.C.? Like, every place the, we hung out in D.C., gone. The, the Bayou, House, gone. The yeah, Bayou, House, yeah. Uh um, and Tankard, they're all gone.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, now, now I, it's funny you say that because I'm like – uh uh like I'm going to a show here in a couple weeks and um and uh sir you know when uh I got sent the information it was like a new club that I'd never even heard of. I was like, Where's this club? It's it's in DC. So I was just like that's how it goes, man, you know.
1: I read this shit and I start feeling very no country for old men. Yeah. <laughs> like what is happening? But yeah. you know, and this also this like this got me depressed when I read this, and I said, you know what, I'm going to pull all the bands have broken up in like the last couple years. Listen to this list, man. Aaron Smith. Okay. I threw Oof. this one in because it's funny. One Direction broke up. Dillinger <laughs> Escape Plan. Wow. Uh, Black Sabbath, of course, they break up every other week, but I think they really, really exactly. super duper called it quits. Um, okay. Tribe Called Quest, I did not know that. I remember somebody from that band died, but I didn't know they called it quits. So that makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, Mob Deep, Audio Slave, Linkin Park, and some band called the Maccabees. I don't know who that is.
2: Okay. But they were all what? over the place. Well, I know Mob Deep, they lost uh, Prodigy. He passed away, or I think either earlier this year or late last year. And, of course, uh, Chester Bennington um, died. Uh uh a few months after Chris Cornell died, so yeah, you know, of course Lincoln Park's no more because of that.
1: Right, right. Rush yeah. has called it quits. They said they've yeah. done all they can do. But here's the one that hurts, dude. After thirty six years, and I remember doing a rendition of this in your old house in um Baltimore. Do you remember what uh, song I sung so prophetically at your house? Which one? It was um I don't even remember oh, Heart of Steel. Do you remember who that's by? Oh, um Man of War broke up. Yeah, man of war yeah. How did <laughs> Man of War break
2: up? Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> it all comes to an end, man. <laughs> man,
1: man of war. That's that's insane, dude. All we need now is like for Alice Cooper to call it quits and I'm just gonna go hush and crawl into a fucking emo yeah. hole.
3: Yeah, you hush your mouth. Yeah. Don't even That
1: will never happen. It. -mm. That will never happen. (laughs) He'll be performing after he's dead, like Ronnie James Dio. That's it. (laughs) Can I say, dude, I don't understand this, and I commented on a couple different posts about this. Why are people attacking the family, Ronnie James Dio's family, and his bandmates, because they're playing a hologram of him while the band's playing? It's a trippy film. Why would that piss anyone off?
2: I, you know, people got mad when uh, I think, what was it, Justin Timberlake? brought up, uh, he had a little thing of Prince, and they were like, oh, how dare he? I was like, well, they are playing in Minnesota. Um, he's from there, so why wouldn't he You know, pay a little tribute to uh, Prince?
1: <laughs> this country's gone so fucking off the rails, dude. I was reading comment threads, um, yesterday about the new roseanne show and they're like this is right-wing propaganda this show's indoctrinating people and spreading hate and violence against liberals and i i put it on today i was like oh my god dude they're gonna do a hatchet job on democrats right it wasn't like that at all roseanne nothing like it jackie voted for um stein but they kind of made it seem like she voted for hillary and then the joke was she voted for stein And all the back and forth, that was poorly written, right? There was a lot of snowflakes and fake news, and she's wearing a pink pussy hat and wearing a nasty girl shirt. And, you know, it was all like the most stupid cliches. It was very poorly written and seemed very (laughs) forced. But I didn't find it like some kind of attack show on liberals. I don't know why people are flipping out about this.
2: No, I think a lot of people are just going on edge and wait and you know today they're just it's it's all about the conspiracies and what uh what you can build off of them and if somebody throws something out there then all of a sudden of course everybody has a soapbox so they just follow suit and
1: keep yeah yeah
2: yeah that's right that's right i mean look at the kids mm-hmm. in florida look at the you know look how you know somebody yeah. can Photoshop a a, a picture.
1: Yeah. Started on that, man. But just to bring it home, because we got to get this guest in here. I was watching mm -hmm. Match Game this morning. And, like, Gene Rayburn is, like, calling. This is Match Game 74, 1974, right? And Gene Rayburn is, like, calling a guest a Looney Bird. And he goes up to one of the uh, panel. You know, they have celebrity panels. And, like, undoes their spaghetti top, and it almost falls down. And you could tell they're all wasted. And Charles Nelson Riley's smoking a fucking pipe.
0: And I was like, dude, this
1: show would be canceled before the first commercial break if it came out today. Yeah. People would be outraged, fucking outraged by this show if it came out today.
3: That's why oh, the yeah. Alex
1: Baldwin match game they tried to reboot was a piece of crap. You yep. never capture that magic again. I don't know, dude. I no. guess i getting old. All right, let's talk about um, today's guest because um, I was saying before we even got on air We've had Deck from Trongos for Europe on recently. We've had Danny from The Feathers on a couple times. Mm-hmm. I really feel like all the best music, especially punk music and metal music, is coming out of like outside of the U.S. right now from Europe. Yeah, and it's really and crazy, the- man, because everything's kind of got milk toast here, music-wise. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it's great. It's really cool because um, just the, the between and and the, and like just the. Uh, the, the way it's coming out the, the fact that it's almost like a, a revival over there too which is really cool and I think it affects a lot of things over here in the states as well um, and just the fact that you can see it even more so and since you know the fact that we have videos and 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 youtube and things of that nature oh yeah where you can view all that and see the intensity of these things so it's really i think it's really really cool and
1: don't get me wrong there's a lot of great music still here in the u.s i'm not oh yeah definitely Definitely. but i'm just saying like i'm seeing such heart and soul come out of europe right now uk and all those type of bands it's crazy all right D, who do we have coming up well who do we have coming up next wednesday and then who we have coming up tonight
3: Well, in addition to all these super cool other shows, uh, next Wednesday we have Charlie Harper from UK Subs will be joining us on Music Osmosis. And tonight, just a little bit of background for everybody who is wondering what in the world that background sound is, because that's not normal for us. That is because our lovely, lovely guest is kind enough to be calling us after already performing this evening from the bus. We have the the amazingly talented Cecilia Bostrom from The Baboon Show.
1: Yay, Cecilia! Thank you so much for calling in tonight. Um, Where are you? You're on the road right now. Are you in Sweden or are you traveling somewhere else?
4: Uh, I'm in Austria now, actually, and I'm uh, in the Nightliner, and we're going to Germany for a show in Lindau tomorrow. So
1: Nice. Right on. And yeah. what time is it where you are?
4: Uh, it's uh, two in the morning. I mean, we're in the middle of the night.
0: Oh, so wow. So you're really quite festive time. then.
4: Yeah, so we, we we had a show around 10, and then we packed everything up, and now we're in the nightliner, and I was just about to, I went brushing my teeth, and then I was like, oh, fuck, it's almost <laughs> two, I have to call Nick.
1: Well, I'm <laughs> glad you have fresh breath, that's important when you're doing a radio show. I know,
4: so I smell good.
1: There you what? go. <laughs> Alright, so let's dig in here, because I was watching a bunch of your live videos the last few weeks on YouTube, and man, I've got to tell you, you are a fucking powerhouse of a performer. Um, yes, you the, are. The, yeah, the Baboon Show, you guys' energy you. level is through the roof. I could literally feel the energy level from the crowd, and what you were giving the crowd, and what they were giving back. I could feel it here, sitting in my bedroom on my computer. That's Just, awesome, thank you. Yeah, it's very, very Uh, intense.
4: Yeah, I guess uh, we're just uh, for, I mean, we're a force of nature. That's what we are.
0: Obviously. That's what we do. Uh,
4: No, but I mean, uh, we just, uh, we love playing. We love uh, meeting the crowd and we steal energy from them and we want to give something back. So that's basically what we do. Uh, How has that crowd changed? It doesn't have to be that hard.
1: How has that crowd changed over the last 15 years? Because you guys, you know, a lot of people might just be hearing of you, but you guys have been around since 2003.
4: Yes. Uh, I wouldn't say that the crowd really changed. It's just that it got bigger and bigger. Um, The first couple of years, we only toured Sweden and Scandinavia. Uh, But Scandinavia is not that big. There's not that many people living there. Uh, So since we started to tour Europe, we grew kind of a lot. And that's nice, of course. Uh, Because now we get to do what we love to do. Uh, But I would say we always give the same show, no matter how many people are in the crowd. But, of course, it's more fun when there's more people.
2: Right. And did you guys always have the... um same effect on the crowds even the smaller crowds when you first when you first started out
0: yes
4: i mean we are a live we are a live band i i would say that we also do very good records but uh our live shows is the essence and the heart of the band that's why we do this we love it Uh, and i think uh, that shows
1: no, I mean, it definitely shows in the videos, and it's funny you talk about your records on one side and the live shows on another, because I was looking over your discography of all your albums, and you guys have stayed really consistent as far as releasing new music, and I know a lot of bands 15 years in, they kind of start slowing down as far as frequency of releasing music, but you guys are really consistent. Are you somebody who always like pushes yourself for the next thing? Or are you pretty good at living in the moment? Cuz I'm lousy at living in the moment. I'm always pushing.
4: Yeah, I mean, of course we're pushing, but we also try to live in the moment. And we're not like studio nerds. I mean, it's fun to be in the studio, but we don't we don't want to spend too much time in the studio. So usually what we do is we're on tour, and when we're on tour, we hang out in the nightliner or whatever and then uh, We start to uh, write new songs, and then when we have songs that we like, we just record them. So it's not like a biggie for us. We just, yeah, we do what we feel like, and we do what what we like, basically.
1: Well, and another thing I think that's amazing about you guys digging into your history is you've had the same drummer and same guitarist since the inception of the band in 2003, and you've had the same lineup, your current lineup, since 2013. That's not an easy task in punk rock, and I imagine that adhesiveness is a huge plus when it comes to chemistry and creating music, right?
4: Yeah, but I mean... uh... We uh, we are we are like a family. We're best friends, and uh, sometimes, like in families, uh, relationship break for one thing or another. Mm-hmm. So we we change base players um, two times. So now we're on our third base player, how to say? But it's definitely our last base player. If she quits, I'm out.
1: Really? (laughs) Yeah. Odell, how many um, musicians did even Steven go through? I think we had like nine of everybody at some point.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, I was what? uh, I played drums. I think I played drums two different occasions. (laughs) Yeah, two different inceptions. We had more reboots
1: than a Spider-Man movie.
2: Yeah, yep.
1: (laughs) So, all right. Yeah, uh, but I...
4: I would no, say that's like the essence of our band. We're a band. We're not We're not only doing things or it's not I have a band. It's our band. That's the right. The show are for people. It's not my voice or whatever, Nicholas Trump playing or, yeah, it, we, we are a band and we want to keep it that way. So we're not changing people and it's not easy for us when we had to change a member. But, as I said, sometimes things happen and you have to adjust to that. But if everybody was just quit and it would only be me, for example, it wouldn't be
0: the baboon show anymore.
1: Well, that's for sure. Like I said, exactly. you guys is chemistry, exactly. energy. I've kind of been like obsessively watching and listening to Baboon Show for the last two weeks, which of course always drives D insane. I've been listening to the song Holiday. That's my new like obsessive track. I've been playing that like a hundred times a day now.
4: Yeah,
1: pretty much. Okay, so I guess you're going to love the video when it comes up. Oh, right on. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. That's my favorite track off that album, by the way, is Holiday. I love the harmonies on that song. It is so punchy. Thank you. All right, so you had sent me a little bit of history about you guys. I couldn't find a whole lot online. Um, One of the things I wanted to ask you, because you were kind enough to send a great breakdown of kind of the timeline, but where did you guys get the name The Baboon Show? And did you have a vision of what you wanted the band to be when you started out?
4: Uh, I mean, we started out the band almost 15 years ago. And uh, it's kind of hard to remember specifics from that time.
0: Right, but, I bet. Uh,
4: <laughs> when, when we uh, decided to go for, our, or when we searched for a band name, or how to say, the main thing that we didn't want a cool name, we didn't want like, one of those names that everybody got. Uh, Mm. We wanted something that sounded a little bit strange, something that you remember instantly when you hear it. Uh, And then I think we saw like a clip of a monkey playing the stock market and the monkey did better than (laughs) than the finance guys. So that was like a total monkey show and then we figured like yeah this is kind of like how it looks in the government in Sweden too it's a fucking baboon show so yeah that that can be us we're going to deliver the baboon show from now on That is amazing so, That's kind of where the name came from uh, what was the other part of the question sorry I forgot it
1: so did you have a vision in your head of where you wanted this project to go or did you just kind of dive in and let it kind of go organically wherever it was going to lead you?
4: Yeah, basically that. But, I mean, since we, we love it, we we love to do the live shows, we love to hang around with each other, we wanted to do it a lot. And when you do something a lot, you get very good at it. And um, when you get followers, then you want to do it even more. So... I mean of course we we always wanted to improve. Well we always wanna improve. That's our main thingy somehow, except for having fun. That's that's the main thing. But besides fun is important. that we wanna fun is very important to us. If it oh, yeah. wasn't fun we we would we wouldn't do it. I mean you wouldn't be doing we it, all yeah. have small small children at home, we leave them for weeks to go touring and if it wasn't fun then we wouldn't do it.
1: Right, you might as well just become a freaking accountant or something if it's not going to be fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
4: So, and I mean, uh, the bigger the crowd, the funner it can be, but it doesn't necessarily have to be more fun just because the crowd is bigger. Um, Every show has its own charm, no matter what if it's an arena or if it's a club or whatever, or if it's... 200 people or 5,000 people. It's fun in different kind of ways, but you always want to do it special.
1: Um, But you guys had success really early on, and I'm looking through this list of countries you were playing pretty much a couple years in, but I noticed the U.S. wasn't on here. Have you guys played the U.S.? Uh,
4: No, we never played the U.S. Um, We had an offer for the punk rock Bowling this year actually, but uh,
1: that's since, a great gig, uh, that is an awesome gig, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. they have fun, a great but, lineup every year,
4: yeah. But since this is uh, we released our new album this February, then it doesn't really make sense to go for a new market with a new album when you already have a market. So, uh, we, uh, th- this this year we're focusing on Spain. Austria, Germany, Switzerland, Czech, which is already our country, so how to say. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe we go to the punk rock bowling next year. We'll see. But uh, we are, I mean, we're political people and um, we're socialists and communists. So probably we might not even get in your country.
1: We'll see. Oh, well, I'm sure you'll get in here. And the kids are hungry to hear that. And you bring up a good point because when I think of punk rock, I'm a old school punk guy. Me and Odell were going to shows back in the late 80s, early to mid nineties. And um, you know, Mm -hmm. when I think of punk, at least for me, it's politically and socially charged music and it's rebellion to political injustice. And when I wrote lyrics, I tried to read stuff that was kind of I tried to write stuff rather that was kind of snotty and crass. But was rebellious towards like political injustice and the status quo. You guys have a completely different system over there. Is that what's driving your lyrics? Are you always like in that political mind frame when you're writing? What kind of drives the writing and creating process for you?
4: Uh, I guess the answer to that is that we don't know anything else to write about or how to say. We're not interested in writing love songs. We're not interested to writing songs about good parties or whatever. We write songs about things that we see is fucked up if, and if there's something that we want to change. And that happens to be political because we have political opinions. Right. uh so I guess maybe it's a lack of creativity from our side,
1: oh no, man, I think it's <laughs> totally important that you do that and I mean I gravitate towards the propaganda you know propagandas um against all authorities bands like that i you know me Odell I always have gravitated the pissed we love yeah the yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah,
2: and that's one of those things I think um like you said with the 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 political, well, the, just the, 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 the atmosphere throughout. And I, I, and I, and, and fortunately I, I, you know, have been, was able to go over to like the UK and, and hear a lot of the stories over there Uh, this summer, you know, we would get questions about what was going on in the United States. And of course I would ask questions about what was going on over there. And um, it's just a really, I think all around the world, it's just a very unique tense, um, emotional time for a lot of things. There's a big movement going on, and and um, of course you're getting resistance and you're getting acceptance and and all of that. But I think, you know, from us, we just see a lot of it here. But I know overseas, as, as coming from Nick and myself, that there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, political and, and political turmoil and things over there that can definitely fuel um, what you write. What you write.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's got to
1: be encoded me,
4: on me. your DNA, right? Yeah, I mean, we did the same thing when we started the band 15 years ago. It's still the same topics, but of course, uh, society changed, the world changed, and unfortunately, it changed for the worse. It mm. didn't get better. Uh, and right now in Europe, there's a lot of right-wing winds blowing, and uh the fact that you have uh, Donald Trump as a president
1: Don't really
4: make the situation in Europe better. Now it's kind of like allowed to go around and have uh, national and racist um, opinions. And you couldn't do that two years ago. So uh, things are more fucked up now than they were 15 years ago. But we had, that's a little bit, that's very sad if you look at it from the yeah.
0: perspective
4: yeah. that it got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Because I always thought that, okay, it will get better. But I don't know. Maybe it has to get even worse before it can get better. I don't know. I hope not. But we'll see. That's, I mean, that's usual in, in the history of shittiness.
1: <laughs> wow that's mm-hmm. a good term for it too a whole
4: lot of shit and then people like no now we're fucking fed up with this let's do something to change it so
1: yep well it's crazy that i was, was saying it last week on the show talking about the parkland kids who are out there marching for um to kind of prevent gun violence to get gun reform in this country and as kind of a bushwick against the alt-right i was like you know when i was little my parents were just like don't wreck the car. Please mow the lawn. And now I find myself looking at the youth of today, like my kids, and going, please fix all this. Please fix how fucked up everything is. Please save us from this. And I really do think, yeah. not to get too Tina Turner here, but I think the children are the future. I think the youth out there today are going to save us from this mess we've created. Yeah, let's hope so. I hope, so yeah. hope so, yeah. I mean, the yeah. kids are hungry, right? When you do shows when you're out there on the front lines talking to the younger crowds, are they hungry for change? Are they progressive? And they're like, dude, things have gone just too far off the rails.
4: No, no, no. They're hungry for change. Definitely. It's more like uh, the older, or the older, but I mean, people born in the 70s, they are a little bit more pessimistic about it all. Uh, But uh, the younger they are definitely up for making a change. But I think uh, the problem is that they don't really have a tool to do it. They don't really, they mm. don't know how to do it. And I mean, neither do I, but uh, I think uh, the main thing that you have to do is like stand up for what you think is right. And you don't tolerate
1: Absolutely. Uh, humanity,
4: for example.
1: yeah, and That's where you have
4: to start.
1: You're empowering people with your music. So you are having an effect, and you are the reason we do this show is so the younger generation can hear it and see where we're coming from from this perspective. You're out there conducting positive change, because I'm sure people hear your songs and go out into the world and carry out with them. So I definitely think that what you're doing is important and that you should give yourself a lot of credit for it, because we're all part of this movement of trying to kind of do a course correction of where the planet's going right now.
4: Yeah, I mean I I hope so. I hope so. But as I mean I'm I'm a singer, I'm a musician, I'm not a politician. Uh so I mean we can only do so much, but if you have I mean music is a great tool to um influence people or uh, somehow lead them in a direction because I mean when you you go to a concert, the main Thing with that is because you want to have fun and you want to like feel something. And yeah. if you can say something important that can make people think twice, then that's super. And I think you are obligated to do it, but you don't have to do it if you're a musician. I'm not saying that, but for me,
1: it's important. No, I agree. I and mean, especially how many times...
4: to stand up for females and. Uh, yeah, injustice overall. That's that's very important to me.
2: Yeah, and I and I really feel like that message sometimes can be lost in when it's fed in in the in the form of media, as far as you know what is fed on social media or what is fed on on your news stations. So when kids go to your shows and they're like, "Wow, she is speaking what I'm." feeling and, and expressing themselves, that's just another avenue for them to the, to express themselves. And There's you a can lot can feel it, because
1: that energy yeah, yeah, is yeah. so crazy. Yeah.
2: yeah, and I think a lot of people come... Uh, I know I, I, one of the main reasons why I got into music was because of you know bands like uh, you know Fugazi and Minor Threat and, and the Beastie Boys and Rage Against the Machine. Those bands moved me. I learned so much more from them because... You know, this is pre-internet and pre-all of that. So the moment they start speaking, and the moment they start doing interviews, and then you read their lyric sheets and things of that nature, and then all of a sudden I'm going to the library and I'm looking up this stuff and I'm reading on this and yeah. I'm reading on that. So I think it fuels a lot. I think it's a really uh, yeah. a, a, a really good thing.
4: Each one can H1. have an impact, definitely.
2: Oh yeah.
1: All right, well, let's so, shift gears, because we got to get out of here very shortly. I want to talk about the new album, Radio Rebelde. Am I saying that correctly?
4: Uh, it's actually Radio Rebelde.
1: It's radio. I like that. I uh, like that. I like yes, that. Uh, I can't yeah. my R's.
4: It's, no, the, the, uh, the title is from the... During the Cuban revelation, Che uh, Guevara started a radio station called Radio Rebelde. So that's... Mm-hmm where we took
1: the name from. And this is your eighth album, right? Or is it your ninth? It's uh,
4: our ninth studio album, but uh, one of the studio albums is um, re-recording some older songs. Um, gotcha. The, yeah, and that album we actually recorded in Havana together with Cuban musicians. So it's a nice. special album. That is intense. it shouldn't be forgotten so this is our ninth
0: studio album yeah
1: so producing going in, creating album nine what have you learned over the years because you guys have a lot of albums like i said you're so consistent putting out new music what have you learned in those nine album journey that you've gone on
4: uh not a lot (laughs) Uh (laughs) no but uh i mean as i said before we're not we're not the studio band uh so we have the songs, we go in and we record them and we're done within two weeks pretty much.
1: Wow. That um, is quick to put out those albums. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to
4: spend too much time with it.
1: Gotcha. So you're all about the crowds, about the energy and about the live show then. Yes. Alrighty.
4: But I mean since uh, the last five albums we worked with the same producer and I mean, he knows us, and we know him, so it's not that difficult the recording and the producing uh, process somehow. Um, and I mean, in the beginning, we did, we're a DIY band from the beginning. We did everything ourselves, so of course a lot of things changed, and now we have to work with deadlines and, yeah a lot of stuff that we didn't do uh, 10 years ago. But I would say the process around recording is still the same for us. We rehearse a little, we like the song, we record it, and then then we're done.
1: That sounds like a plan. We don't want to think too much about it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna play a couple minutes of the title track off of this album. How do you say it again? Radio Rebelde. I'm so terrible. Radio, 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 radio. Oh God!
3: Oh, radio with roll a rolling
4: R-. Radio, radio. Rebelde. Yeah, yeah, you could probably do
1: that, right? I know you <laughs> could roll your R's.
3: That's what I said to begin with, because <laughs> as soon as I looked it up, I found the Cuban radio station. I was like, it's a Cuban radio station, Radio Rebelde, and. He's like, exactly. no, no, it's the name of their album. I'm like, oh, well, then I don't know how to say it if it's not that. <laughs> oh,
1: looks like I was wrong. All right, yeah. D, let's hit um, a couple minutes of the title track and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Come back and wrap it up. When yep. you
0: lonesome, solitary, you know I'm never far away.
1: And I swear, you guys have the best melodies and the best energy. It's got to be in the top ten bands that I've ever listened to. You yeah. guys really captured the moment.
4: Thank you. We love good melodies, so we always want to work with that.
1: Well, you've mastered it, my friend. I've got to tell you. It, yeah. I, I am bouncing, literally bouncing up and down in my chair listening to that. Yay. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, What do you guys have planned for the summer? Where are you guys headed off to? Where are you touring to? What countries are you hitting? Uh,
4: This summer, mostly, we're doing uh, festivals in Germany, Spain, and Czech Republic. Uh, And we're kind of busy. I know pretty much what I'm doing every weekend. for the whole year, Wow and also for some weeks, yeah. So it's Are you hit in a, a lot year. of places
1: you've never hit before?
4: Uh, it's a little bit of both. Uh, we're coming back to uh, festivals and cities that we've done before, but we're also uh, going to new festivals and uh, places,
1: so it's a little bit of both. What charges you up more, playing someplace absolutely new and getting that new experience or going back to something you're familiar to and being like, man, I feel at home here and rocking it out?
4: I mean, it's always very nice to go back to a venue or a festival that you think is a great place, because then you know the the people working there and the staff, and it feels a little bit like it coming home and that can be nice especially if you're on tour uh, when you meet friends and uh, you know it's going to be great because you know how everything works but at the same time it's thrilling and new to go to new places and to explore new venues and new cities so I like both Uh,
1: it's just two different things right I hear you Odell Uh, yeah um, yeah. Any parting words before we let um, Cecilia get out of here? No. Thank.
2: First, thank you. Uh, I know how exhausting it is. Um, so taking the time out after a show uh, to uh, talk to uh, talk to us is um, we really appreciate it. And and just keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Um,
0: thank and, you. And, and, no and it,
2: Yeah. No. And and tell the rest of the uh, the band. You know. Thank. Thank you for what you are doing and the energy that you guys expand because. You, like Nick was saying earlier, you can see it in the crowd and it, it's really something special. And the
1: world needs more of that. We're going to end they this do. episode they with do. Tonight. Um, tonight has a very different vibe than a lot of your stuff. Was that a really, really personal song for you? Sorry, come again? The song Tonight, it just has a very personal vibe. It kind of has mm-hmm. a different vibe than a lot of your other stuff. Was that a very personal song for you to write?
4: Uh, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's the closest to a love song, I think, that we will ever yeah. write. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a special song.
1: Yes, it is. That's good. I got uh, that vibe listening to it. That's why I wanted to end the show with it, because I was like, man, and the video for it is spectacular. And I was like, wow, this is, this is kind of like looking, peering through a hidden window And to what Cecilia has going on. And I just thought the contrast was very different from some of your other stuff.
0: Yeah, it it is.
4: But it's also, I mean, it's uh, more about, it's not really a love song in that way. It's more about, uh, you know, sometimes if you're away from home and you're meeting a whole lot of people and people kind of like expect you to be there for them all the time. And so that's really what the song is about, that you have to put on, like, uh, a happy face and be there for everyone, even if you maybe all that you want is lie in the bed and be all alone.
1: I know that feeling. All right, that's a good place to end. On your way out the door, Cecilia, please tell everybody where we can find you on the interwebs.
4: Yeah, you can find us on Facebook and on the... TheBaboonShow.com and we're on Instagram. Yeah, that's where we are. And we're at the stage, not that close to you, but we're at stages in Europe.
1: <laughs> All righty. Thank you so much Thank for coming so in much. tonight. Yeah. Um, D, are we ready to get out of here? Okay, it's great. Nice. Thank you so much. Have Thank a safe you. trip. Ha- Cruise in the country.
4: Have a good evening.
1: You too, Cecilia.
4: Yes. Thank ninety nine. <music>